This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Rita Liu. And you know, most human beings wear masks. No, we're not referring to the surgical masks we're forced to wear because of COVID-19, but metaphorically to the masks people put on to hide their true selves. Many of us have masks for different situations and the different people we meet. Some people put on so many masks, they lose a true sense of who they are and become totally inauthentic. We put on a different mask at work, in social gatherings, on social media, where we appear in public, and it becomes increasingly hard for people to know the real person behind all the masks. Why do people wear so many masks that portray them a certain way that might not be a true representation of who they are or what they feel? And how does it affect their authenticity? Why is authenticity important in the first place, especially in the people we look up to or the people we need to trust to do business with, whose lead we need to follow, in whom we need to place our confidence, like politicians? Once again, it's the last Monday of the month and we have Human Equation founder Sheila Singham with us on Raise a Game. And of course, uh, we're going to discuss a subject close to her heart, authenticity. Ah, So why is authenticity so important to you? Okay, so I'm a person who believes strongly in living by your values, right? So every few years, I will, uh, when I start to get a restlessness inside of me, I get my values elicited by a fellow coach to see if they've changed, my priorities have changed and all that. So I think it was a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, before the pandemic where we had to really wear masks, I had this done and I began because I realized I wasn't resonating with many things, um, circumstances, people in my circle and so on, especially the people, you know, I began to sense that there were people around who were wearing those masks um, their priorities began to be very different from mine. And I saw them They're, with different people, their interactions different, the mass is different. It's so apparent. So I started asking myself, why is this bothering me? So when I, when I elicited my values, I began to find out that um, they had changed. Some of my priorities had changed. And I used to value freedom, respect, integrity as the highest. And I still do. They're still quite high up there. But one thing that came up at right at top, at the top among the top was authenticity, which is very tied up to integrity and honesty and all that, right? So um, I realized my values had evolved and I began to realize that that's one reason why I couldn't take the inauthenticity was beginning to be so bothered by what people are mouthing off out there in the public domain, the way CEOs behave in one way, saying they're this, this, this. And then you hear the stories from their people that, you know, who are from the inside, that they're very different. It really began to seriously like bother me. And right. I began to realize authenticity is so important to me. Right. Okay. So, um, and I guess, why, what does authenticity mean to you then? I think to me, Frida, is what you see is what you get. Now, make no mistake, right? Um, someone can dress up well, be very well turned out and, you know, put on makeup, jewelry, and, and that's fine. That doesn't mean they're inauthentic. I mean... So, because that that's all part of 
wanting to be well turned out. Authenticity has nothing to do with looking seleke or anything, right? It just means that what you see is what you get in terms of the persona of the person, the character. It's being genuine and true to yourself and your values in all circumstances. And you are never under pressure to act otherwise, no matter who's watching. So, Frida, I always go back to, to my late husband, probably one of the most authentic people I ever knew who really didn't care whether he was literally hanging out with commoners or kings on the golf course at a soiree. What you saw is what you get. Lah. You know what I mean? And so it, 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 I realized that being congruent is so important. And sometimes he would turn around and call me out. He'll say, well, you are one way like this and then out there different. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so right. You right. know, so I'm putting on masks. So at the end of the day, it's about doing what you say you will do. And today we are so faced with so much of inauthenticity out there in the public domain. It's like, I cannot tahan anymore, la, you know? Right. But and and I, I you know there's a there's that difference I guess in how you behave in different situations right I mean uh you know like when you're you know when you're you know when you're in a certain situation you need to be quiet or whatever it doesn't mean you're inauthentic right you may behave a different way but you're still true to who you are right you know what I mean I do know what you mean I think what you're saying is what what we're trying to differentiate here is being adaptable and being authentic. You can be authentic and still adapt. Right, yeah. Uh, so why do people wear masks? Okay, so masks are sort of like a result of the schemas we form. Schemas are mental representation, rather the mental maps we make uh, about situations. So we experience something and we say, okay, this is how we should be. All right, so then we take, that's what we call a generalization. So we generalize that behavior in other similar situations to help us to interact with the world. Because if every new experience, we have to go start from scratch, it becomes very hard, right? So we have experiences, uh, when we have experiences with social, social context or group of people, we create a certain social schema, right? So they work for us or against us. For the most part, they help us to efficiently learn and understand. But sometimes they can also give you a distorted view of people and yourself. So let's say you take on a certain role at work or with a certain group of people or in a social, social context, right? So the schema will make you think that you need to be a certain way in order to be accepted because you think, oh, yo, my true self won't cut it with this group of people, right? Can't let them see the real me, the simple, unsophisticated, just lay up me or whatever. So we feel that we need to put on this mask because to let people see our true self would make us vulnerable. Then other people look at our masks and they feel okay, so that they're like that. So I also have to be like that. So they put on a mask in response to that. So everyone will have several masks with several different people. So it's like, you know, you, you a masquerade ball where people are in a mask. They dance with one another wearing their masks with the true self safely hidden beneath. Mm. So that's what we do. Okay, so what's wrong with that? Why why is it so important to be authentic? Oh, well, um, I'll just ask this question. If you have to put a mask on all the time to hide the real you, right? Isn't it tiring? Uh, so it requires a lot of focus and energy. I constantly have to like be mindful, have to put on this mask. So all the energy that you could use to create, you know, create things, to do other things, to help mankind, you know, I, I just feel it's a waste. Plus the fact that, you know, because if it's a mask, when it does slip, 
it reveals the different person underneath. And then when people see that, their trust and respect for you will slip. I mean, we've seen this in politicians, in CEOs, in world leaders. They, they preach one thing, they come up there, they're one way. And then you go behind the scenes or when the mask slips at some point, you go like, wow, he's really like that. That's so inauthentic. And it, authenticity goes hand in hand with integrity. So when you're authentic, you're not afraid to let people see you as you are, even in your vulnerable moments. There's a myth that um, leaders have to be invulnerable, have to be like superheroes like that. Even Superman was vulnerable. He had his kryptonite. We all have our kryptonite, right? So vulnerability today can be a strength, right? And um, because it makes you more relatable, more believable. People say, hey, he's gone through that as well. And look, he's a leader now. So then they can identify with you. And another thing is when you are authentic, Frida, it makes people safe, feel safe to be with you. And that creates psychological safety in the community, in the Mm -hmm. workplace. When people feel safe with you, their trust in you goes up. And when their trust in you goes up, they're more willing to follow you because you've turned out to be a trustworthy leader. And, you know, today, really, we need more of that in the world. Right. And I think, like, you know, that's, you know, when you talk about authenticity, authenticity, whether it's in politics or in the workplace, in the politics, you know, I guess you see, you know, what people are aligned to or not aligned to. In the workplace, I guess that's when people leave the organisation that is where, you know, the outcome of inauthenticity comes true, right? And, and, you know, so a very important point you left off and talked about how authenticity builds trust. And uh, we'll discuss that after this. You're listening to Raise a Game. I'm here with uh, Human Equation founder Sheila Singham. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Begin Free Malaysia. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Raise Your Game. I'm here with Sheila Singham, Human Equation Founder. It's the last Monday of the month, and today we're talking about authentic leadership, right? You know where we left off just a little earlier on. How you said authenticity builds trust. Uh, the Edelman Trust Barometer 2021 reveals a widespread mistrust of societal institutions and leaders around the world. So, is that related to the authenticity or lack thereof in leaders? <laughs> I would certainly think so. Um, well, the study says that there's a growing trust gap worldwide as people re- reject leadership that's not credible. Uh, there's been a drop in trust scores for societal leaders tracked in different segments, government leaders, CEOs, the media, NGOs, and even religious leaders, right? So trust appears to be lowest in the media and government. Uh, with government having lost the most ground globally. Mm. Uh, of course, Malaysia must surely be in that category, I dare say. Um, we, might, we, might have raised, we might have helped raise the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we might have. And interestingly, the study shows that business is the most trusted institution with a 61% trust level. Quite low, but still mm. it's the highest. So go figure about the rest, right? Mm. And it's currently the only institution seen as both reasonably ethical and competent. 
And so because maybe it's because businesses have pivoted the best during this this time, um, they've taken into consideration the needs of their people, they've been listening to people, endeavouring to meet their concern. So in that, there, there is a certain level of authenticity. And today, all um, corporations should capitalise on that by increasing their authenticity, the way they're behaving, so that trust goes up further. And so they must have the courage to talk straight. Authenticity is about talking straight to your people. Tell your people what's going on. Empathize with your people. Don't just dismiss their fears, you know, like what other uh, segments are, or leaders are doing. But communicate, take meaningful um, action and never be afraid to be honest. That's authenticity. Right. So what are characteristics of authentic leaders? Well, looking around me now, I can tell you the characteristics of inauthentic leaders. But since you asked the question of authentic leaders, okay, first of all, it starts with self-awareness. Mm. You cannot put yourself into an ivory tower and think that just because you're in a leadership position, you're inviolate and everything you say and do is right. Mm. Okay, you need to be know you need to be willing to listen to people, accept their feedback, especially about you, your performance, your character, and so on, without bias, and stop punishing the messengers. You know, th this is the thing. It, every time I've talked to people, I've said that part of improvement and and um, pivoting and evolving is about listening to what people are saying about you, right? Mm. So that means then you also need to be transparent. You need to essentially not have mass. You need to have a more strong moral compass and to follow that moral compass. Again, you need to be vulnerable in terms of who you are, mm. all right? But of course, you need to be competent also. Like you can't go up into a leadership position and say, I don't know how to do. You need to be willing to learn and acquire that. You need to have the courage of your conviction. So let's say you're in a group of leaders, you know, like in government or something, and you find that people are doing something wrong. You need to have the courage of your conviction to speak out. Now, it might be political or corporate suicide to you, but the trust that you will gain from people, that will carry you a long way. And that is all part of integrity. Right, okay. And you, you should, you know, uh, yeah, exactly, right? Because if you're in it for the short term, then fine. But if you're talking about being around for the long term and what you stand for, that's important, right? Are there any, are there even any paragons that meet all those criteria? Well, um, I mean, I, from what I'm reading and from what I'm listening, I'm sure there are out there, there are some leaders. And I have no personal experience with these people. I have not met them. But it's based on, you know, the impressions of what other people are saying. So um, this has to be taken with, um, you know, some sort of leeway because it's not my personal knowledge of them. Um, what I read is that Ratan Tata is one of those people who comes across as having... Um, you know, a lot of authenticity. He, he manages a fine revenue between, uh, a balance between revenue-driven goals and CSR goals. And according to what people are saying, he doesn't break the law, encourage corruption. He refuses to pay, you know, pay bribes or, you know, play the political game and does not compromise on his values. Mm. Um, another person who's come up in, you know, whatever research I've been doing has been Warren Buffett. He's been very straight up. You know, it's about making money. Mm. But 
the difference is it doesn't focus on the shareholders alone, mm. but it focuses on the stakeholders, mm. which encompasses not just the investors, but all the employees, the community. Right. And I guess like you, when you hear these things, and I've met some people as well as I've interviewed uh, in construction, and they were dead set against bribery and they'll put it on the card, right? To, to, so don't even have, start that conversation with me about it. Right. And I think that says a lot. Right. Because, you know, that's you probably see a lot of that in that space. Um, and, and, you know, kudos to them. And I, I guess you don't even have to put it in your card. Right. Do you are you the you know what you say right now? Um, do you stand for what it is? I remember giving a, a, a talk recently and someone just asked me, you know, like about what how do I behave, you know, because of my faith, right? And I said, well, you know, I should be the same, right? Because anyway, my faith doesn't expect me to be perfect. That's one thing wonderful about it. And I said, I don't check out my halo when I walk into the office, right? <laughs> right. right? And and it, and not that not that the halo is on, but, you know, this is just who, it's just, like I said, it's less tiring uh, having to behave differently, right? In different situations. It's so, it's so, you know, it's, it's, it's true. It's just, right. So I guess how then can we be more authentic? I think it starts with being willing to observe yourself objectively, objectively, you know, like, just like imagine like you're a fly on the wall watching yourself in all your behavior. All right. So critique your own behavior and the responses you have to different situations and notice within yourself, which behavior feels authentic and feels so right and which one sometimes feels wrong or makes you feel like a fake or makes you feel like you're acting okay so that that's one thing i do and of course be willing to listen to the ones who are closest to you and in that for me in that case it would be my my children and my siblings wow i tell you they'll just come and give it to you straight they, they give you authentic feedback and about yourself yeah, my mother. I mean, she's my biggest fan, but my biggest critic also. So, yeah. And, and for me, of course, a lot of what shaped my authenticity was my husband. He was like, he will never lepas anything that's a bit sort of inauthentic. So I learned that. And then the next thing is to re-examine your beliefs. Where did you get your beliefs? And what are you saying? Are they really aligned with your beliefs? When you spout racist statements, judgmental statements, sexist statements, when you're sitting there and commenting about somebody, you know, look at what she's wearing and look at how he's turned out and look, look at what he's saying. Is that really what you believe? If it is, then you really need to re-examine your beliefs and... Uh, Maybe you need to change the way that you are speaking and acting. Of course, your values are very, very important. Are you living out your values? Or are, is everything you're doing, I'll tell you, you will know. If what you're doing is not resonating with your deepest values, you will know inside of you that you don't really feel really good about yourself. Right. Right? Yeah. Right? And that's that's so true, right? You The first thing you said was self-awareness, that unrest if you listen to yourself, that unrest within, or even the people around you, the unrest that that causes you. And then I think like evaluating the situation and say, okay, what can I do about this? What can I change about this? What can I, you know, or even like you were saying, commenting about other people, when you look at somebody and you're like, okay, fine. Why am I making these comments about in my head? Even if I don't put it out, why am I making these comments about these people? What is it? How is it coming back to me? Why does it bother me? 
that a person is like this or whatever, right? And then, um, you know, you can either choose to unfollow the person or you can choose to, you know, look at yourself and say, why why does this not resonate with me? So I think that, that you and you know, it's just that when we don't choose to listen to ourselves, yeah. right, uh, that we don't, don't uh, then we can't take the next step. But, you know, the first thing being uh, self-awareness. Um, any final thoughts around this, Sheila? Yeah, just drop the mask, um, speak your truth. I mean, today we're having some young emerging political leaders who are standing up for the truth and dropping their mask. Kudos to them. I'm behind you all the way. And for the rest of us, I mean, I'll just tell you a little story, Frida, that one day somebody called me out. I made a bit of a racist statement. And the, I mean, I'm Indian and I made this racist statement about Indian people. And she said, you're very judgmental. And I got upset because it was like she just said it to me straight and she was being authentic. And I went home and I thought about it and I said, she's right. If I want to become an authentic version of myself, and that's the that's the fundamental feedback, learn and take the feedback that people are saying to, to you because that's their observation of you and act on it. And I did. And I, I put it out on Facebook and I thanked her and I said, yes, you were right. And for me, for her... The, her respect and trust in me increased because I was willing to admit that. And um, that's the right. road, the first step to right. authenticity. Right. Uh, thanks for spending time uh, with us. Sheila Singer from Human Equation, the final Monday of this month. And she'll be back for the final Monday of next month. This is Racing Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.